I'm Rebecca. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Is it recording? Yeah. Yeah. It says in the corner. Oh, it didn't say. Now recording. I heard it. I heard oh. it. Oh, maybe. Maybe just you like... don't get it. Yeah. Well, that oh. was a good intro. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. We're stronger and more prepared than ever. We'd like to think. <laughs> We're not. Uh, what has what have you guys been up to since we uh last recorded? Um, I have a lot more white hair. I was telling Rebecca, look at all that. This new high def camera, you can actually see it all. It wow. looks really disturbing. And <laughs> were you then... dyeing your hair frequently before? Or is that just like no? It's, it's just, just the camera. I think it's the camera. The it's camera. the camera and it's the dog, I think. Stressing <laughs> me out. Miss Pepper. Miss Pepper is giant and annoying. Is she sleeping? Uh, no, I gave her a peanut butter Kong <laughs> to keep her uh, away from me. How do I get one of those? I know. I was like, you come over. I'll put it in the freezer now. So it's nice. <laughs> Perfect. I'll see you in yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. What about you, Rebecca? What's new? Um, not a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, just made it through summer, made it through working, dyed yeah. my hair a couple different times. Gonna say it, it looks a little darker. Color. Did you go yeah. dark? It is. Yeah, I got it done like a month ago and went dark. So yeah. I had like bl- not blonde, but like blonder than what I'm used to highlights in my hair for like the summer which is fine yeah but I'm a fan of dark hair so yeah it looks I like dark hair on you it looks really nice thank you they say it contrasts my pale skin oh <laughs> <laughs> like you have very fair skin so dark hair and I'm like thank you for calling me pasty <laughs> I think Been that's there. the benefit of me I'm 100% gonna be like completely white haired in like five years and I think I'll finally look tan for the first time in my life because it'll be like so white maybe. hair and then my pink skin will look my pink skin <laughs> way to look at the upside to that that's right? like amazing of you honestly yeah. well we're trying Allie what have you been up to um just house stuff yeah I'm a homeowner yes a lot of house stuff hopefully gonna move in soon um so exciting i'm so happy for you yeah it's uh it's definitely worth it i think in the long run but damn i was not prepared for the amount of money it's a lot right <laughs> Oof. yeah before we even lived there it's, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm paying so much and i don't even live there yet i know i know we wanted to be in like september 1st because that's when we paid our first mortgage payment yeah that didn't happen so hopefully by the next one (laughs) there you go well i'll come down with my paintbrush whenever you need same can you guys move furniture (laughs) i mean Uh, like how heavy we talking i can lift like an end table yeah end table is not that heavy a chair yeah i have a couple light chairs the kitchen table i'm not really built for manual labor (laughs) as you say i hired people to move my furniture yeah i George has a lot of man friends. They can 
do the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man or, friends. Or like when they move everything in, we can like go out to brunch or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I, have fun. Yeah, I think that <laughs> sounds a lot better. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll plan for that. Moving days, brunch day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So are you are you ready? I am. I'm doing one. I am nervous. Because I'm doing one that I've wanted to do for a while and everyone knows it, but I just like think it's time. Oh no. I I I, like can can you give a hint? Or I feel like I know. Will you be mad if we guess it before No, you can guess it because I'll tell you before I start. John Bonet Ramsey. No, that's a good guess. No, that was my guess. Not John Bonet, not John Bonet. Hmm. You already did Scott Peterson. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the sock man, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I am one going... day. <laughs> one day. When I can get some like live interviews yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to do the Delphi murders. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Because this one's like so frustrating for so many different reasons. And then um it's also like there's been recent developments mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, so i'm just gonna jump right in let's do it buckle your seatbelts buckle your seatbelts <laughs> get your tissues this is a sad one yeah. um so it starts on sunday february 12th 2017 Libby German invited her best friend Abby Williams over for a sleepover at her house where she lived with her father, sister, and grandparents. And usually, like a Sunday night um, sleepover would not be a thing because they would have school the next day. But their area of Delphi, Indiana, was having like a very mild winter, so they didn't use all their snow days. Um, so their school was like using a scheduled snow day and just like gave them off. Oh, that's nice. Right. <laughs> I, I know, wish. Like our winter, our winters, <laughs> like we complain about our winters, but I think they're like nothing yeah. compared to like. Is Indiana Midwest? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. count it as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like if you're not on the coast, you're like you're Midwest in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So according to Libby's older sister Kelsey, the girls were up to their typical sleepover activities. They ordered pizza and were watching movies. And they stayed up pretty late. They were making like little posters, like arts and crafts stuff, and um, taking silly little videos of each other. I miss um, being a kid, right? No. <laughs> uh, they were in middle school at this time. Uh, Libby was fourteen, and Abby was thirteen. And they're not like I just want to say like I don't know like on TikTok you see all these like young girls and they look like super like mature. They're like trying like they look like they're twenty. These like really look like little girls. Like yeah, like they so are innocent. They look yeah. like how probably like we look at like yes, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so the next morning they woke up around ten a.m. to a pancake breakfast that Libby's dad Derek made for them, and after the girls ate, Libby's grandmother Becky made a deal with them that if they helped her out with some filing work for the, the grandmother's business that she would give them some spending money and she might even take them out shopping later that day so after a couple hours of doing this around one the girls were getting like pretty tired of doing work and it was so nice outside that they asked their grandmother if they could go to this like local 
trail that a lot of like teens like to hang out at called the Mammon High Bridge Trail. And it was like, I think it, it was like, I heard, I read things it was like 50 to 60 degrees for like February. It's like pretty warm. Yeah. Um. So Becky told the girls that that was fine, but they needed to find a ride over to the trail. So Libby's older sister said that she could drop them off, but she had plans to see her boyfriend and then had work. So they would have to find a ride home from the trail. So they called Libby's dad and he had left after cooking them breakfast to go to work. But he was getting off soon and he said that um, he would call, he would pick them up and he would just like call them when he was getting close in about like two hours. So that would be around 3, 3.30. So around 1.30, Kelsey, Abby, and Libby headed towards a trail. They arrived there about 1.40 and Kelsey said that she dropped them off at the trail entrance, made sure that they had sweaters, told Libby that she loved her, and watched the girls walk until they reached the trail. And she oh, said God. that it was just like totally normal. Like she didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Um, uh, you said like this trail, like the teens like hang out there or whatever. Was there yeah. other people there that they noticed at that time? Or there were a couple other cars, but it wasn't like super busy because it was a Monday. Like it wasn't like a holiday yeah. or anything. It was just like the school's head off. And it's February. Um, and it's February. So, yeah. um, and I do want to pause here to kind of explain this trail that they're going on. So they call it the high bridge. Um, but it's actually like a part of like a bigger nature walk type thing. I think it's like total like 10 miles. I read oh, but this, this specific area is called the high, um, that the high bridge is, it was built in 1891. It's the second tallest bridge in Indiana at a whopping 63 feet tall. Um, and it was like an old train bridge. Um, yeah. and it, it went over this Creek that's called deer Creek. And then in the late 80s, it was, like, abandoned. And that's when it started becoming, like, a popular attraction for people who lived in the area. They said a lot of, like, um, like senior portraits were done oh, there. Oh, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know the New Jersey equivalent. Like, yeah, I, was, I was just going to ask you many times. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you guys, what was your local hangout, like, for kids near you? We had, um, it was, like, you want to go to town? And it was, like, uh, the, like, the little league football field area and like the downtown <laughs> like lake mohawk area you'd like walk mm-hmm. on the, it was like, you know, walk on the boardwalk board yeah. yeah yeah which is not like a boardwalk like by you alley no. where there's like things to do that's like it's residential literally, it's, there's literally benches and one yeah. playground yeah yeah um, and then like there's the viaducts and where is that is it in Blairstown, I think? I don't know. Like, it's, it's like abandoned train tracks. Yes. And there's, like, graffiti everywhere. And, like, people go there and take, like, grungy pics. Like, they oh take, like, prom pictures there sometimes. Prom like, pictures? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I've seen I've seen girls go there in their prom dresses and they take, like, grungy pics oh. with, like, the graffiti in the background. Meanwhile, I would just, like, go and, like, spray paint the, the walls when I was, like, a teenager because I thought that was cool. But yeah, not Rebel coming in. <laughs> <laughs> mm, right? I literally spray painted my name on there. Like, why? Why did I I'm do that? I'm telling the police. Yeah, get me arrested. Jail. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> um. So this specific. So I said it was like ten miles, right? And they were at like the hybrid section, and like specifically where they dropped off, it was like there was the trailhead, and then you walked a little bit, and there's like an intersection. Uh, of two different paths and one led down to deer creek it like walked along the edge of the water and then the other one went directly to this bridge 
And if you've ever seen the movie Stand By Me, did you ever see that movie? Who? What is that about? It sounds it's so like familiar. four boys go look for looking yeah. for a dead body. I I like, feel like it's I, a classic, and people yeah. tell me to watch it, but like I don't oh, know if I you wanna... have to. No, it's so good. It's so good. It's such a good movie. It's like a you know it's like a coming of age movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's got like a lot of actors in it that like a. Uh... <laughs> This is terrible. I only know him from like Kangaroo Jack, I think. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I gotta find the um activity. Um one of the Corys, one of those like childhood Corys were there. Corey Feldman. Yeah. One of the childhood Corys. Like River Phoenix, <laughs> I think it was. I yeah, I literally just looked up Stand By Me cast and it's every white man ever in acting yeah. is Yeah, it's River <laughs> Phoenix, Will Wheaton, Jerry O'Connell, Corey Feldman, Kiefer Sutherland, Richard Dreyfus, John Cusack. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. But there's a scene where they are walking on this train like a like this bridge is meant for trains and it's really it's like one of those it's so creepy looking because there's um it's not like an easy to walk on bridge it's not a bridge meant for people to walk on it's like a a plank of wood a big gap plank of wood big gap so it's like you have to really watch your footing on these kind of bridges yeah Um, and there's no guardrails i don't think you could fall through it was but it was enough for you to like trip oh okay like take a misstep so that's kind of what um the high bridge was like it literally looks like the scene from the movie you have to watch it um and then another thing i want to note about this area that they were in it was a public uh, like trail but um there was a lot of privately owned land and residential properties around where these girls were gotcha so with that being said back to the two girls right they get dropped off around 140 at 207 um or i'm sorry 205 libby posted a picture to her snapchat story of just the high bridge and it's just like an artsy shot right of that old crickety bridge um and then at 207 a couple minutes later libby posts another picture to her snapchat story and this time it's like an artsy photo of abby walking towards her on the bridge but they're like there's like no doubt where they are it's like very identifiable yeah um and that was the last picture that she posted to her snapchat story that day so now it's like 3 11 um libby's dad calls the girls to be like hey you know i'm almost there like me start heading back but they didn't answer so then a couple of minutes later he pulls into the parking lot he calls the girls again they still didn't answer and he and he was like that's weird because they're not like libby would always answer his calls or like his texts right. and that kind of stuff and they're expecting um, the ride yeah. yes yeah so. so um he began to walk the trail himself to look for them like maybe they don't have service maybe their phone died whatever so a few minutes into the trail he comes to that intersection that i was um telling you about and he sees this man in a flannel shirt so derek stops him and he asks if he saw the two young girls and the guy says no i didn't but there is a couple on the bridge so a few articles i read they like refer to this guy as flannel shirt guy uh original fsg i like that one (laughs) um in the like case PSL yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so 
because that guy told Derek that they weren't on the bridge, he was like, okay, maybe they're probably down by the, the creek. So he right. goes down there, doesn't find them. Um, a while later, 3.30, he calls, Derek calls his mother, Becky, the grandma, and says, you know, he can't get in touch with Libby. And the grandma was with their, their aunt, um, Tara. So they both start calling and texting her and like, maybe she doesn't want, doesn't want to talk to the dad. Maybe she'll like mm-hmm. pick up for one of them. Um, but they never, she never picked up. No one ever answered their texts, anything. So the dad ends up going back up the trail to the intersection and he passes flannel shirt guy again, coming the other way. And he goes suspicious, to the, right? It's just like weird. Yeah, very uh, and, weird. And he didn't see. Um, and so he makes it to the bridge, didn't see the girls. So and then he's back at his car and he's like really freaked out. And um, so he calls the grandma again and the aunt and he says, "Can you just like come to the trail and like help me look for them?" Um. So then, on their way, on their way over to the trail, they call, um, the grandpa Mike. Uh, he leaves work, comes to the trail. They call Libby's uncle Cody, and then also they call the sister Kelsey, who dropped them off. And um, she leaves her boyfriend's house and comes back to the exact spot that she had dropped her sisters off only a couple hours before. So at this point, everyone is like really panicking because these were not the girl the kind of girls to like get into trouble or make bad choices. They were like something had to have happened like their immediate fear was like one of them fell and got hurt and like the other one they were so close that like they wouldn't leave each other in a situation like that um or they were like was there some confusion did they decide to like walk home um so they kind of split up some of them drive the two possible directions that the girls could have walked home if they were going to um and then Kelsey and the uncle Cody decide that they're going to walk the entire bridge. Um, and they spend about half an hour on this bridge, like yelling their names. Um, Kelsey's also saying it was like super quiet. So she's trying to like call Libby's phone because she said it was like quiet enough that if they were nearby, you would hear the phone ringing. Yeah. When, when she was calling them, like, was it going straight to voicemail or was it, it was ringing. ringing? It, it was, was ringing. ringing. So yeah. her phone was still on. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. still on at that point. Um, so they obviously don't hear any um they don't hear the ringer but it is possible that like her they could have been close but her phone was on vibrate that's also yeah. a possibility yeah. um so this is my favorite part i just love grandma becky um she was <laughs> not messing around she called at&t who was their phone cell phone provider and like told them what was happening happening and was like hey i need you to ping libby's phone yeah but they're like phone. they're like we can't just like do that why um, it's like a because at that point what there was there was no police involved or they didn't have like a warrant so wait what but was grandma becky was she like the owner of the plan because you can do that i think she theory. was but like not like the triangle they were trying to like triangulate off of like cell phone towers oh so they okay. said to her like we can't do that but um look for like find my phone or like another like device finder thing mm-hmm. um right. and she tried to do it but it wasn't active on Libby's phone. It was either like turned Mm. off or like never installed. No. Yeah. So at 520, the family finally called the police and the girls were officially reported missing. And in everything I like, I think in, um, there's a really good episode of crime junkies about this. And they say like, this is the part of the story where usually the police do everything wrong. 
but yeah. it was literally they were reported missing at 5 20 by 6 p.m they had like a search party out looking for these girls so they oh. were like not messing around good thank the, god right <laughs> so while the police were organizing this also like because this is libby's family who was like in charge of these girls right so they were trying to get in touch with abby's mom oh my god could you imagine right? being that other no parents and oh she god. was at work so she didn't have her phone on her this entire time so becky grandma becky gets in her car is like i'm going to find anna abby's mom and she like go um she's on her way to anna's job and anna finally answers the phone like she got a break at work and was like hey what's going on she fills her in so then they decide that they're gonna head to the police um station together to like help fill out the paperwork for the missing persons um so like i said by 6 p.m a massive search has begun the family was really quick to use social media to ask for volunteers to search in the uh, to aid in the search and within the hour the carroll county sheriff's department delphi police department delphi fire department and countless local residents were at this trail searching for abby and libby wow and during the search kelsey discovers that the snapchats that libby had posted so she shares them with the police she was like we know it's not like because i'm sure their minds are racing like did someone pick them up did they take them like they were here at some point you know yeah and they have like a last known time too yeah 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 and it was really great for like the timeline because it's it's time stamped you know yeah um so now the grandpa is working with at&t and the police because they have like a warrant now to um help like try to find where the cell phones are or if they're like still active Mm -hmm. but at this point they believe that the cell phones either died or were turned off so like the call stopped going through um and they couldn't you know they couldn't figure out where the phones were yeah so they searched until midnight um but the call the search was like called off due to darkness and like safety concerns obviously they're like in the middle of the woods um and it's for it's planned to resume first thing in the morning um at this point the sheriff's office came out and said in a in a news release that there is no reason to suspect foul play or to believe that the girls were in immediate danger they were more concerned about exposure to the elements they they really okay. believe they really believe that like one of them fell and got hurt like and the other an one accident. was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. and they were worried about like them like freezing to death or something that makes um, sense but it is um noted that like a lot of the firefighters and civilians did not go home they like kept searching yeah i don't know if i would like i'd probably want to stay out too if i knew the weather was getting awful and they were yeah. Still yeah. Out there. Yeah. like yeah let's all go home and be warm while these girls yeah yeah. yeah um so the next morning like i read as early as like 4 a.m the like officials were like back looking wow. um but at 2 p.m law enforcement held a press conference to report that two bodies had been found and at this point they did not confirm who they belonged to they said search efforts will be scaled back though um they said the matter is now being investigated as a crime scene and that they do suspect foul play mm-hmm. when asked by a reporter why do you believe there is foul play officers responded just the way the bodies were found that's about all i can say at this time and then the reporter said were they in the water and he responded, they were on the edge of the water, from what I understand. But that's the best I can tell you. So mm-hmm. then it, it was the next day that the police confirmed that the two bodies did indeed belong to Abby and Libby. And this case was officially being investigated as a double homicide. Oh. 
So shortly after that, police begin to circulate this grainy photo of a man walking towards a camera with his hands in his pocket with and his head down on High Bridge. And at first, everyone was, like, super confused because police weren't calling this man a suspect or a person of interest right. or, like, anything. And they and they didn't even say, like, where they got this photo from. They were just, like... Yeah, I was just going to say, where is there a camera? Yeah, Especially exactly. at, the, like, that angle yep. in the middle of the woods. Yep. And so um, people were quick to point out that it looked like a lot, like it, it looked like the location that the, um, from Libby's Snapchat, like the same exact part of the bridge and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So then a few days later, police released an audio recording where the man is heard, the man from that photo is heard saying down the hill. I listened to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Thousand Me times. too. Me too. So I'm <laughs> going to, to play it. it. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, I'm gonna play it. <gasps> yeah, I've listened creepy, to that right? so many times. Yeah. It is so creepy. So many times. <laughs> um, so then the police they finally came out and they revealed that shortly after Libby had uploaded the photos to Snapchat she started taking videos on her cell phone. They said that the videos were mostly the girls talking about stuff girls talk about. That was the quote. I hated that. <laughs> Wait, so they found their phones though? Yes, because they were the phones were on, on like, their on, bodies. At the crime scene or okay. on their bodies, yeah. Um, and they said they do... So they're talking about stuff that girls talk about, but then they start to mention a man that they noticed behind them on the bridge. A sheriff on this case states that the girls were initially taking pictures for fun, but it's clear that they later became uncomfortable by this man's presence and started taking videos as a precaution. So then, smart. Right? They're yeah. so smart. I, like, so chi- I just got like chills like, every time I think about yeah. this. Because like, she's they, so young, too. They, yeah, like, they're they so young. Libby's know, family. When you, when you have like that feeling, though, yeah. like, you have to. Yeah. yeah. They said that Libby, Libby's family said that she was a true crime fan and many believe that it was her love for true crime and knowledge about the subject that gave her the idea to record and she has been regarded as a true hero for having the courage to record her believed killer. Law oh. enforcement said this about Libby. This young lady is a hero. There's no doubt to have enough presence of mind to activate that video system on her cell phone to record what we believe is criminal behavior that is about to occur that's so, so scary yeah and they about. never um they didn't so they never like released obviously the full footage of what's on the phone um they do did say that whatever happened to them is not recorded the video stopped before but i'm sure that there's enough to like give them a little bit more of an idea of what was happening you know what i mean yeah um so that this is all in, in february right july of that year police officers distributed a composite sketch of someone who at the time in the investigation was being sought as a person of interest in the murders so like that's crazy to me like well they put out this picture an actual photograph of this guy on the bridge and then in july they do they release a sketch of his face so it's the same guy that they saw in the picture is the composite sketches they never like fully say that yeah, because I'm just thinking like, okay, so it's February and all this happens. Then in July, they release a composite sketch. It's like, 
fantastic but what gives you like yes. what where's the evidence yeah, was behind there, like, a witness or something and that will so yeah that's the frustrating thing about this is because it is still such an active case that like it's frustrating for us the like public because they don't they can't give out every detail of information that they have which is like what we yeah. want they have to like keep something so like it does kind of feel like we're in the dark but i do really feel like on this case they're like actually working on it and that's yeah. they're not like keeping things secret because they don't they don't like have stuff it's like they they can't release it to the public yet you know yeah that's kind of like what i get yeah so this agree. sketch comes from um someone who was like an eyewitness or like a someone who saw a hiker on the trail that day around the time the girls vanished so i there was like i mean there's a million bajillion articles on this but um, some of only a few of them mentioned that there was a woman who lived in the area on one of those properties I mentioned earlier, and she had seen a man walking the trails earlier that day and had like some sort of interaction with him. Like, I think it was just like a hey, like how are you? Because mm-hmm. the trail like went through her yard, um, and it was mentioned that like she was like kind of scared to get involved because this man clearly saw her and like knew it was like at her house. Yeah. So I think she had some fears that like if it got out that she was helping police like identify right. him he could like come back and get her yeah was it um flannel shirt guy i don't know yeah, i don't know for sure nope um so that was july and then on april 19th 2019 so two years after this the police announced a new direction in the case an updated sketch of the suspect was unveiled with a short video recording of the man walking on the bridge. So like this original still that they got at first, like they thought it was a, just a picture. Right. But then it re- they obviously revealed that it was actually video footage. Like they said, Libby recorded a lot. So they released the video of him walking and they thought that like that could help. Cause he does like kind of walk funny. So people yeah. are like, is it like, maybe so if someone you know has a limb, has oh, a limb. Looks like that. Yeah. but I, I don't think he's really walking funny. I think he's walking like, anyone would walk on that kind of bridge like very carefully it's like uneven and stuff that video that was recorded by libby yep yeah because you know how earlier you you said they had like a sus well not a suspect just like a person was that a photo taken by libby or was that still just like we don't know where that photo came from so that original photo was a still from this video that that libby took yeah but they just didn't release earlier that libby had taken it yes yep so they all so that came out um and then they also they're like and we have a longer um audio clip of the guy talking and everyone was like oh my god what is he gonna say and it was literally like down the hill but in front of it it says guys so now it says guys down the hill and i'm gonna insert that here why wouldn't they just share the yeah. whole thing it's just one know. extra it's one extra <laughs> yeah. word what the so heck? then i also i was reading that like um the way it's edited it it's not like so continuous so they think that the guys was from a different part of the video but like his inflection is different so they're trying to give a range of his voice okay so that you know- maybe that could help identify people I understand that like they need to hide some things from the public in order to like preserve the investigation but like releasing video footage of this guy I feel like the more of it the better so people can find out who he is yeah I don't I mean I get like the different 
clips like but putting them together as one sentence is kind of like yeah misinformation i don't know like it's how how are they gonna expect anybody to know who that is just by that one clip that it makes me nervous for what is the rest of the video yeah like what yeah why can't can't they they? yeah yeah or Um, at least just just take the part like to preserve their like privacy like the girls why don't they just take like the snippets that he was talking yeah as well too i don't know but it's just the whole thing is just like so crazy but that's a good point though like who knows what else yeah like why can't they yeah yeah um so it was also further explained that the previously released sketch showing an older man with a goatee and cap and i'm going to put all these photos in our instagram yeah um he's now considered secondary and this new police sketch is a clean shaven individual of the newly released composite um he's the prime suspect so two different people now. two different people which makes all sense because right. like there's two girls like yeah i don't know i'm sorry i told all my friends that if we're out together and like someone's trying to kill us i'm we're splitting up no running running. at least one of us survive you know but i mean yeah not saying that they did anything wrong or whatever i'm just saying (laughs) i'm a terrible person i ditch my friends i don't have any friends (laughs) yeah they also say that this new prime suspect um may range from age 18 to 40 wow that's fantastic (laughs) but uh they caution that his youthful appearance could make him look younger than his true age Um, i yeah very weird yeah i'm I'm glad they nailed that down like so (laughs) specifically right so they also said at this um, press conference when they when they released all this like new direction stuff it was like this um big press conference that they kind of like surprised everyone with it was just like everyone was like wait oh my god like what are they gonna announce it was everyone was like freaking out so they also um said that they have reason to believe that this suspect might be hiding in plain sight uh, and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of Delphi, which also has a population of 3,000 people, I want to say. So, so that like, was going to be my next question. Like how yeah. I'm under the assumption this is like small town Indiana. You're telling yeah. me no the... man came home with like scratches on it yes. or unaccounted yeah. for. Yeah. 3,000 people. Just interview them one by one. You have yes. enough time. There's yes. not little people. <laughs> it's been almost six years. Yeah. Even the newborn babies. Talk yeah. to them too. Like, like what? And like, <laughs> like how I was explaining that bridge, it's not something that like, you're like, hmm, this is a great place to attack someone. This is like a, like a moment of opportunity. It's like, this is someone who's like comfortable in that area yeah. and like knew their way around it. And also like, if it's, it's a bridge like it's not like a trail i feel like if people wanted to go hiking or something they wouldn't go there so it had to be a local yeah a hundred percent and also like it's not like the grand canyon where like people are coming from all over the world to see yeah. it. it's like a 10 mile trail of woods it's where the right. teens hang out yeah like, that's get their... not like yeah. <laughs> and to me they were like searching for so long right so yes so i'm gonna get into that too where to hide okay yeah he could be um, i mean it's been what two years he could be long gone yeah so um they also made a, an additional plea for help in identifying the driver of a vehicle that was left abandoned 
off the Hoosier Heartland Highway in Delphi at the former child service office between noon and 5 p.m. the day of the murders. So I feel like you just tried so hard to get that out. It was yeah. honestly, I'm surprised I got it out in one sentence. But like, this is this is the most frustrating part of the case to me because it's like two years later, you're t- coming out about this car. Right. Who's going to remember that? Right. Like, so I don't know if this is something they learned about later or like, I don't know why this wouldn't have been a bigger deal earlier in the investigation. Yeah. Like, by the way, because so there's this great one of their sources for this episode it's like the best website i've ever been on for one of these cases they have maps of the trail and it's like by time so it's like at 1 p.m this is where everyone was at 3 p.m this is where everyone was and like at the very end of this um section of trail there's this abandoned building that they're talking about and someone had reported that a car was seen there around 12 to 5 that day so now they're looking for someone to come forward and say, hey, if you saw this car here, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, I went yeah. to the grocery store yesterday and couldn't tell you any of the cars near me. Like, who exactly. would remember <laughs> something like that? Yeah. Exactly. So, especially two years later. Um, so that's, like, where it ends, really. That's, like, mind-boggling there's no arrest no one's ever been arrested whatever but they do have a bunch of different suspects that they have investigated and i'm going to talk about those now please do the first guy right um he was reported by 15 different tipsters to the police when they released the image to the public okay was this the the goatee guy or the non-goatee guy this when they released this was on um, the picture of the guy on the bridge okay. before the police sketches oh before the sketches yeah. before the sketches this was the first guy they looked into right his name is ron logan um there was a lot of like circumstantial evidence and like he was kind of sketchy um but he was never arrested i'll just say that right now for the involvement mm. in this case but i'm going to talk about some of the big red flags with a uh, good old ronnie boy um he just so happens to be the owner of the property where abby and libby were found oh absolutely one of those yeah um uh and shortly after the girls were discovered there was a warrant to search um this farm because the police believed that the girls were moved and staged to at the location where they were found and you said they were by like the creek right yep it was they were on the like the bed Um, it was a very shallow portion of the creek so it was like i kind of picture of like where people would enter it if they were gonna go like swimming in it where it was almost like a little beachy area that's where they were found so like they they were wet right had they they didn't i I didn't i didn't read anything that made made it seem like they were in the water it would so a couple things that i found said that they were staged yeah, because they I was never say, like, said like how or like what, but they were definitely what made moved them think. there. Yeah. So they said that um, they have never said the autopsies are like sealed because it's an active investigation. Yeah. But um, they did reveal that a large amount of blood was lost by the victims oh. due to the nature of the wounds. No. Yes. Oh, so. Um, and, and it didn't add up at the at the, the location where they were found there wasn't they think like they were killed somewhere else so and they, they think that they yeah. were killed somewhere else and and that they kept the work that they kept saying was staged and like yeah. that just like really Ooh. freaks me out it just Today. blows my mind too that like their phones were still with them yes like 
do they so, know like when like what time they were killed like when people were searching for them yeah were they already dead see that's what's driving me nuts alive? because like there's no autopsy reports right so no one knows like that's crazy even if it's I mean, an active case like I, I, like i understand like the sealing of records and stuff but you yeah. can say how long they were dead and right the cause like, of death without like revealing yeah. too much like were they when kelsey and cody were on the bridge like were they still alive could they hear yeah. them like yeah uh, or were they somewhere else alive yeah entirely like hurt else. yeah and then dumped yeah. here so, i don't know so i mean if they did such a big search though it's got to be like they were taken somewhere, killed, right. and brought back because right. they, because yeah. especially if they lost that much blood, a guy moving two bodies of teenage girls, right. like that's kind of hard. Short well, that's short amount of time. Yeah, two oh seven is the last Snapchat. The dad was there by three thirty. Yeah, right. That's so an like, hour, like a, a little over an hour. Yeah, for two yeah. girls. I don't know. It's like so they got. That's why they got um the search warrant to search his property because they're like. Even if it was they were killed somewhere else, it right. would have like there would have been blood somewhere on this land, right? It'd be um, easy for him to sneak the bodies back out while people are searching. Yep. Yeah. So and then it got called off at midnight, and someone familiar with these woods, that'd be no right, problem. Exactly. Um. It was so also in this search warrant, uh, or it said they never released how the girls were killed, but they did say a large amount of blood was lost. Um it would have been certain that the murderer would have gotten blood on himself or his clothing. So they searched the property to see if they could find anything with blood on it. It was also stated in this warrant that one of the girls was missing two articles of clothing and police believed they were taken as a souvenir. Oh, um, it makes me the, literally want to throw up yeah, everywhere. This warrant indicated that cell phone records show that Ron was at his farm where the girls oh were found around the time of the murders and he had an alibi, but when they looked into it, it did not hold up. He had told police that his cousin drove him to an aquarium store. An aquarium store is just so weird to me. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, like he went especially to in a town of three thousand people. Yeah, he went to, yeah, like he where, went, there's an aquarium store. store. Yeah, um, but later it was discovered that he was not telling the truth. It was like I think he did go to the pet store or whatever, but like the timing was off. Like he was back way earlier than he said he was um he also like he also told his his cousin was like yeah he told me to lie to you guys when questioned by the police nice um he also lovely guy had a history of violence against lovely two guy. women yeah two previous girlfriends had come forward to report domestic violence and that they believed he was capable of committing um these crimes saying that he owned many handguns and knives um there are a couple things that like don't really add up like he's way he doesn't look like either of the police sketches right yeah um that they have come out since that original photo um was taken uh he's also 77 at the time of the murders so um that's, that's not, the, not working great that's for him, not the 18 but... to 45 age gap no. <laughs> but honestly like Al, i think ali you said it you're like i can't believe their phones were found on them a 77 year old especially like, like they don't know what fo- like they know what phones are but like i don't they know don't know, they know like they, they know all the technology and stuff and like oh there's phones off they can't try you know something like that yeah, yeah. or like they, he probably wouldn't have realized that she was taking videos too or yeah. to think to take the phones from them yeah exactly so i could i don't know he's sketchy um 
but and so he doesn't look like the police catcher but i'm going to show you this picture right now i'll show you what he looks like and then i'm going to show you like people took photos of him like out for a walk and i can see why the tipsters called in yeah because one he's like wearing the same outfit and two he looks just like him um but fortunately unfortunately up to you uh ron died of covid uh oh. recently and it is unclear if he was ever considered an official suspect i mean he was already beating women so like yeah yeah right so was he just questioned like that was so, it yeah so they did like search they didn't find anything though so um mm. this was ron so like when he i first saw like- him i was like no way he doesn't look like any of them then i saw this yeah so he one definitely... on the left is the picture taken from libby and the one looks on the like right... the same shirt underneath the jacket yeah he's out <laughs> for a walk and someone i don't photo. i feel like the the suspect is shorter shorter way younger i just feel like he's more younger, broad like, shoulders yeah. i think pudgier like yeah. round, like squ- more squat he's, he, right? yeah he's just squished squished it's yeah. it's that guy but yes <laughs> so i ron terrible terrible dude yeah we don't Not like ron guy. maybe yeah. involved we don't know because i really don't think it was just one person i, I don't think say, the police think it, it could have been two person. people mm-hmm. so right he could have been involved um so then there's this other gem of a man that police looked into and his name is james chadwell the second james was charged in 2021 to 90 years in prison for the kidnapping criminal confinement strangulation and battery of a nine-year-old girl that sounds on brand uh this attack took place 20 miles from where abby and libby were murdered oh I think I want to change my answer to this man. And um, uh, he was investigated in connection, but there was never any like solid evidence that he was involved. But if you ask me, he looks pretty close to these pictures and sketches. Oh my God, shut the fuck up. So he that looks a lot him. like that sketch to me, yes. right? I think he could pass yeah. for either one of these two sketches i, I agree yes. like the eyebrow like look at the the newer sketch the, the eyes one eyebrow is more large yep and like you like, already got 90 years in prison like you're not getting out can you just admit it yes right like, <laughs> yeah that looks so much like him right um <laughs> yeah. there was another guy who um police did receive a lot of tips what once that first police sketch came out because he looks like a lot like him um he's a convicted child molester um but the police say that they have looked into him but there's zero evidence other than his resemblance so for that reason he is not in jail um for that like so he's never an official suspect he's not in jail so i'm not going to say his name on here because i'm not trying to die um but i did want to show just i'm not gonna post this one but i want to show you guys this picture because it straight up gives me the chills and his family this is how his family described him his ex-wife's family i should say they described him as a violent weirdo obsessed with hiding in the woods violent weirdo (laughs) (laughs) so this is him i'm so uncomfortable it's taking away nose. take him off what about, what about these photos i you don't like, like it i'm closing my eyes until this is off i don't like it at all right nope not i would it. die if i saw him okay yeah. so wow. then the last person i'm going to talk about and the most recent um developments 
um, is this man named Keegan Klein. Uh, he was known to have a bunch of social media accounts with, under the name Anthony underscore shots. It was reported that one of his social accounts had interacted with Libby before she died. And I will say he's 28 in 2022. So what was six years ago? He's still not a minor. So 22. why are you talking to a 13 year old? Right. Um, so he, his Snapchat had interacted with Libby before he died. The Anthony mm-hmm. Schatz profile told another person after Libby's death that he was supposed to meet up with her, but she never showed up. The 28-year-old admitted to using fake profiles in Instagram and Snapchat to lure underage girls into sending nude pictures after his social media activity was probed. He was taken into custody in August 2020 after police raided his home and uncovered over 100 photos and videos of underage girls on multiple devices. Yikes. (laughs) Klein remains in custody after being charged with 30 felonies, including possession of child porn exploitation of children that was a big word for me and soliciting minors i hope he gets off in jail by somebody else right not before he confesses yeah client client so this is where it kind of gets like crazy to me Klein admitted to police in 20 in a 2020 interview um that he did interact with libby though he denied any claims of wrongdoing this is a quote from him i literally have no clue how that girl died he told investigators i don't know anything he's i don't know anything anything to do with it yeah it's a weird coincidence that i happened to talk to her like i get that uh he added that he wasn't the only person with access to this fake social media account so it was like a what? way that like a ring of like child predators could like oh interact my god with people. yeah i'm so uncomfortable yeah i hate that so this is where i'm gonna try to explain this the best i can but i feel like i get confused so there's this like transcript that as of like last week the police have released right and it's like um they are interviewing keegan and this is their second interview in a row with him during the first interview they had him hooked up to a polygraph test and he failed that polygraph graph test so mm-hmm. when they brought him back in this is some of the transcript from that the second interview okay okay so in that first interview they asked him specifically too when he's hooked up if he knew anything about the delphi investigation and um after he went home they sent him home from that um polygraph test wait he's not in jail or he this so this is before he was arrested sorry oh my god after this after this he was officially detained okay got it okay so when he went home um after being asked about the uh delphi murders he and they dna tested him that day as well before they sent him home he went home and he deleted his snapchat and instagram accounts of course Mm. okay the cops also claimed that when he went home that night he googled how long does dna last stop so right i told you they had took his dna so then when because like also idiot like you don't know they're monitor monitoring you like whatever i'm telling you like (laughs) even though he looks good for this He's too stupid. Yes, that's what I think too. Like, um, no. I think I think he probably knows more, and I think it might have been someone who he was working with in this. Like, it could be because, like, also that picture that uh, you showed us, like, that does not look like a twenty-two-year-old kid. No, either. No. So, 
this is where it gets nuts. So the second interview, they bring him back and the cops straight up ask him, let me ask you, why would you, after failing the polygraph, knowing about the Delphi investigation, come home, delete your Snapchat and your Instagram, (laughs) which you used to communicate with Libby, and then you searched, how long does DNA last? Why would you do that? (laughs) I love this cop. I love this cop, right? And Keegan (laughs) goes, I have no clue. I don't know. Because probably they DNA test me. So they obviously have DNA on that body. That makes me so mad. Like, that's a little girl. DNA on that body. Because why else would they DNA test me? The detective goes, so why would you worry about your DNA being on that body? And he replied, I wouldn't. And then the detective goes, then why would you search it? And he said, it's a common question. Just like a common thing to freak out about. Like, you know what I mean? And the cop said, no. I I mean they could also nail they could also nail him for somebody else if they put it in like codis so i mean i get that but come on bro um so that came from an article that came out last week (laughs) and that's kind of where the case remains today no arrests have been made in this case it's like super frustrating to me because they literally have video and audio recording of this monster and yet there's been no justice for abby or libby like I have so many questions like who was the flannel shark guy did the police ever ask Derek if um any of the men of these men that they questioned were him like yeah hey was this the guy you saw like what about the couple on the bridge exactly maybe flannel shark guy was like just a normal guy going for a walk and he saw a couple like a couple of guy and a girl yeah where's that um like did Derek ever see the couple it makes me it just like I have so many questions and like all these skeevy men I just don't 3,000 people yet all these creeps live in the same area I don't get it yeah um but I like really do believe that this case will be solved soon like I, I just feel like they too. keep yeah. they keep getting closer and closer to something and right it's been almost six years since these two little girls were murdered um but it really doesn't seem like police have like they haven't given up yet and the families of Abby and Libby, Libby have also not given up and they continue to fight for justice for the girls. Um, they've remained super active on social media and have ma- made several TV and podcast appearances. Um, and here are some quotes that I found along my research that just like broke my heart from this family because it's just like so many things added up. So it was just like the most terrible thing. So grandma becky she said nine months ago you had just eaten pancakes and was out there helping me in the office i'm so sorry i ever said yet yes to let you go to the trails that day i let you down that's something i'll carry forever like it's like there's these two victims right obviously abby and libby but it's like it affected so many more people and like this was from kelsey the sister she said for weeks i tore myself down contemplating how i should have been there with her i told myself i could have saved them i may not have made it but at least my sister might have i wouldn't be hurting like she has so much guilt yeah Um, abby's mom anna said every day my goal is to get up get dressed and go to work and just keep moving she was my one and only there's not a lot of things we aren't going to have anymore there are a lot of things we aren't going to have anymore there isn't going to be a prom there aren't going to be weddings college those things you just think you're gonna have so like her whole life right yeah and i just want to like say a couple little things that i learned about libby and abby yeah um, in the reading 
Uh, Libby was 14 at the time of her death. She loved sports and she played the alto saxophone in the school band. She was super smart and was preparing for the academic bowl in school. Shut up. My little brother played the alto sax. He's horrible though. (laughs) She was extremely thoughtful and kind and she was known to leave little post-its around with loving messages for her loved ones. Oh, that's so cute. And Abby was 13 year old, 13 at the time of her death. She also played the alto saxophone in the school band and loved arts and crafts as well as photography and painting. She loved the outdoors and animals. She even convinced her mom to rescue a stray cat who she named Bongo. So, oh. I know. It's oh. terrible. It's really, really like the most disgusting. Like they're just like so innocent. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I do agree with you that I do think they're going to figure this out sooner rather than later now. It feels like they're so close. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys think it's one of the suspects that Sarah talked about, or do you think it's somebody else entirely that they haven't brought up yet? I think I could see um, Ron having something to do with it, like because it was on his property and he was like lying to police. That just feels weird to me. I don't think he acted alone. I yeah. think maybe like someone brought the girls back to his house or something like that. But also like how do you clean up it's like the Stephen Avery, like how do you clean up that much blood and like Yeah. Please don't find it. But I my gut is like the Keegan Klein, he's gonna be the key to catching whoever did it. I don't think yeah, maybe he I was directly so involved. There's people who say like his dad had access to the counts and he kind of looks like Ew. one of the sketches. There's just like a lot. There's so oh my god, like don't even go on Reddit. There's like so many theories and like yeah, like it so could much. be it could be one of the guys that had yeah. access to that Snapchat. Yep. Um, I do want to say there's a really good podcast. Um, that the family was involved in. There's a lot of interviews with Kelsey in it. It's called Down the Hill, and it's like available on Apple, Spotify, and stuff. Um, that one's really good and it's they like break it down and interview people who are there and all that kind of stuff so highly recommend that if you want to because this is like there's so much information just to yeah right chop it down to yeah. our little well, thing so i so thought funny. i thought we'd come back with a really happy uplifting one you know yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I do feel hopeful about it that they're gonna figure this out and that yeah. there's gonna be closure soon so yeah. In a weird way, I do think this is a good first one back. Right. Yeah, I agree. I do feel like they're so close. And I feel like they have the right connections with the right people right yep. now. Where even if one of them isn't involved, they might know who is. Yeah. And it makes me, there's yeah. DNA. Like, so they haven't there straight up DNA. said, right? They haven't yeah. straight up said, like, hey, we have D- we found this and this and this kind of DNA on whatever. But like they're testing people's DNA, that's gotta yeah, mean they have something, to have something, right? Like, exactly. But that makes me think that they haven't caught him yet because then their DNA would be in CODIS and then yeah. they would have the guy even if he was in jail. So it yeah. makes me think that he's still out there and they don't that's know it. him yet. We're take the other places off the list. We're going to Indi- We're going to Indiana and we're, we're gonna solve three thousand people. Shit. I can talk to that many people. We'll take a month yeah. off. Yeah, my sabbatical is yeah, next sabbatical. year. <laughs> next year, I'll take my sabbatical. I'm going to Delphi, and I'm just taking just pictures. Going to interview everyone. everybody. Yeah, the repair out of every person that comes by me. <laughs> that's what, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <Boink>. <laughs> but that's the Delphi murders. Terrible and so sad. 
but yeah. it's gonna be solved soon i'm putting that energy yeah. out there. manifest yeah. that manifest yep. it justice for it. abby and libby yes 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 yes, yes. agreed all right rebecca you're next get uh, ready is it a murder um yes multiple stabby 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 lots of stabbies interesting yeah it's not a specific murder case it's a bunch of them oh secret stabby (laughs) but it's not a serial killer a serial stabby oh serial stabby (laughs) I don't know. I think it's interesting, though, because there's tons of murders involved, but it's not a serial killer. So. Spoilers. Yeah. Hmm. What do we know? Googling. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, think on that. Yeah. Think about it. It's a thinker. Not really. I feel like Sarah probably knows it. No, I really can't. Th- I'm so tired. I had chicks and cocktail I know, last tired night. I too. I went and get home until almost oh, 2 o'clock. How'd it go? Yeah, how was it? Honestly, it was really, really good, but... But... They did like five songs and that was it. It was like a lot of like them coming onto stage, them leaving stage, a video playing for 10 minutes and then coming back on. It was like a whole big like skit thing. It was good. They were so funny. We were like dying laughing, but. I was gonna say, like, did they at least like do like any stand up or like banter back and forth or is it just songs? Like a little, but it was a lot of, it was like a scripted Mm. acting, but like they would like mess up and like people laugh and like. Oh. They said something about like the queen dying and the whole place went like crazy and Trixie was like really like <laughs> she's been dead two days like it's so fucking funny I will yeah. it's so funny yeah. Twitter for the past week has been just like golden Twitter is oh amazing gosh, every single thing I see like, pl- wait now. please stop recording I do not want this on okay. recording what I'm about to okay, say okay okay all right bye, say goodbye. Everybody. bye. bye. <laughs> sources for this episode include indianagovernment.com, heavy.com, thesun.com, actusrias.com, jconline.com, forensictales.com, down the hill podcast, and crime junkie podcast. Desk chair.